Okay. So, last uh, Shabbos, my son Zalman asked me, why is it that this Shabbos is called Pinchas? It would seem, it would seem that it would be better to include uh, the story of Pinchas's sacrifice in, in this week's parsha. This parsha is called Pinchas. And uh, then the blessing of Pinchas to become the Kayin, um, it would seem that all that would be more appropriate in, um, in one parsha. We have the story of Pinchas killing Zimri in the end of Parsha's Bolak. We have the blessing that Pinchas got in the beginning of this week's Parsha. And this Parsha is called Pinchas. So Zalman was asking me, wouldn't it make more sense to have uh, last week's Parsha be called Pinchas? Because last week's Parsha is the main part. That's where he actually kills Zimri. He stands up for, for what's right. We have Zimri, who is the uh, prince of the tribe of Shimon. And he is trying to transgress this uh, uh, sin in front of all the Jewish people. And Pinchas stands up and he kills Zimri in front of everybody. So that all happens in last week's parasha. So many parasha should be named Pinchas, should be last week's parasha. Or we should put it all in one. So, so that, that, that was his question. And I said to him, I'm sure there's a talk there about it. I just don't remember where it is. And I found it. So I wanted to share this with you. It's a very interesting um, insight, which is... Uh, something which we all have a personal connection to, as we shall see. So, it begins by saying this. The days of the Geul of the Friedrich Rebbe, Yubayz and Gimotamus, happened on the Tuesday and Wednesday of Parshas Pinchas. And also his birthday. In Tafresh Mem, the Friedrich Rebbe said about his birthday that he was born in the time when the Parsha Pinchas was read. And most of his events in his life have some connection in a revealed way or in a hidden way with Parshas Pinchas. That means the Geul of the Friedrich Rebbe and his way of service of Hashem and all of his, his uh, different elements in his life are connected with Parshas Pinchas. And another remez, another hint, how you see the Friedrich Rebbe in this Parsha is Yitzchak, the Friedrich Rebbe's second name, is numerically equivalent to the word Pinchas. As the Zohar says, Pinchas and Yitzchak are the same, same, same number. So the fact they have a similar number, the same number, indicates that they have some kind of deep bond between each other. It's not that they have a, they, we say they're connected because they have the same number. It's the opposite. The reason why they have the similar number is because the number has to do with the soul energy. So we also see connection between the first name of the Friedrich Rebbe, which is Yosef, and Pinchas. Uh, Pinchas's great-grandfather was, was Yosef. And that's why um, uh, pe- people were scorning Pinchas after he did the, this act of killing Zimri. They were scorning him more because they felt that he may have been the right thing to do, but it was for the wrong motives. They thought, you know, he, he is the guy who always is uh, uh, ch- choosing to do the, the mitzvah that... Uh, that that is associated with his bad character, like uh, they say that there are two enemies of mice. There is a housewife who's enemy of mice, and there's a cat who's enemy of mice. But uh, the difference between their their animosity to mice, from the perspective of the cat, it'd be better the more mice. I think cat can kill more mice. From the perspective of the housewife, she doesn't want there to be any mice. 
So, so people thought that, yeah, Pinchas killed Zimri, it, it was a, a mitzvah, as we, we shall see, it wasn't so simple that it was a mitzvah. In fact, if Zimri would have killed Pinchas, would Zimri be reliable for murder? Not really. So, uh, so, so, people said, you know why Pinchas did this? He did this because he is a great-grandson of Yosef HaTzadik. And Yosef HaTzadik was someone who was battling with his Yitzhahara, Pitpate be Yitzray. So that's why he did this thing because he is, uh, he, he comes from Yosef. Yosef challenges the Yitzhar. He also challenges the Yitzhar. So, but for our purposes, what we wanted to say was that Pinchas uh, does come from Yosef. So just like the Friedrich Rebbe is associated with Pinchas because the second name is, is, is numerically equivalent to Pinchas, Yitzhak equals Pinchas. Also, his first name, Yosef, is the great grandfather of uh, Pinchas. Uh, the Rebbe does uh, another talk uh, speak about how it's not correct for us to ever judge anybody and say that uh, this person is doing A, B, and C because uh, they're, they're, because how, how terrible they are and uh, to, to always give people the benefit of, a benefit of the doubt Rabbi Bukit from here his brother just passed away about a half a year ago Abraham Shmuel Bukit he was sent by the Rebbe uh, to Israel and uh, he said one event in his life that he always thinks about. He was on a bus, and there was an old man on the bus. And this old man goes over to, um, to this young lady, and he, he says, my stop is really far out, and, and I need to sit down. Can you please stand up for me and let me sit in your place? And she just looked up at him, listened to him, and she looked down. And everyone was like, Where, where's the respect? And the uh, bus goes on. And he, he and she are on the last stop of the bus. Bus stops. Uh, he sees how she picks up... Uh, she has crutches. And she walks very slowly on the bus with her crutches. So he asks her... Um, he said, why didn't you... Um, why didn't you uh, tell everyone that that's why you didn't want to get up? Because everyone's like, so angry. This, this old man was a respect. So she said, I was embarrassed. And tell me, she asked him, why, what did you think when I didn't get up? So he just looked down. What could he say to her? You know, he's not going to answer her. That, 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 that really <clears throat> made an impression on him. He kept the hell on for the rest of his life. So, so uh, that's another, another point that, that uh, we see someone doing something, you shouldn't ascribe that, that, that there is a negative motive behind what they're doing as was actually a mistake regarding Pinchas himself. It wasn't because of his uh, ferocious nature. He decided, he decided to be the, the murderer over here. On the contrary, he was a, he was a tzaddik, and the Torah says he is uh, associated uh, with Aaron, with kindness. Anyway, so, so the Friedrich Rebbe's name is connected to Pinchas, but it's connected to Pinchas in two different ways. His second name is more obviously connected to Pinchas, because... Yitzchak and Pinchas are the same numerical number, but uh, same number, but Gematria. But Yosef is just the great grandfather of Pinchas. So we must say that the connection of the Friedrich Rebbe with Pinchas has a more of an obvious connection with the name Yitzchak. But the Yosef element in Pinchas is something which is more hidden, something which is not as obvious. Pinchas embodies both names of the, Friedrich, of the previous Rebbe, both ideas of the previous Rebbe, but there's, you see in the previous Rebbe, you see in Pinchas a more obvious, obvious connection to Yitzchak and less so 
to to Yosef. So the um, connection, the obvious connection of the Geula of the Friedrich Rebbe and Pinchas is because Pinchas acted zealous for God's honor. And the Talmud says that everyone was actually crying when Pinchas was doing this. Now, they, weren't, they were crying because they had no idea what to do. And, even, and, and it was worse. Zimri went over to Meisher Rabbeinu and he said to Meisher Rabbeinu, um, hey, you married a Midianite, I married a Midianite. What's the difference? You, you, you and I are the same. There was an obvious difference. Meisher's wife, Tzipera, had converted to Judaism and received the Torah. And uh, Cosby certainly hadn't. But Meisher Rabbeinu, he suddenly forgot the halacha. And Hashem asked Meisher, you know, say something smart. Meisher Rabbeinu said, in Hashem, there's no wisdom in front of Hashem. He didn't have anything to answer. That's a different subject. How come he forgot? But either way, Meisher Rabbeinu didn't have what to answer. So Pinchas said to Meisher Rabbeinu, didn't you teach us that someone who is zealous for Hashem's honor kills someone who's doing this? So Meisher Rabbeinu says, the one who reads the letters, the one who should fulfill it, and that's what Pinchas did. But the, 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 the text of the Gemara is, if someone asks the question, should they kill someone in this scenario, the halach is you don't tell them to do it. So it's not like there's a clear halacha in Shulchan Arach. Um, it doesn't say this in Shulchan Arach, by the way. It doesn't say in Shulchan Arach, hey, hey, if, if someone's doing this, go kill them. You could kill them if you want to. It doesn't, doesn't mention the whole thing. Um, the reason it doesn't mention it is because it isn't a halacha. It's more like if someone asks to do it, you don't tell them to do it either. So, uh, but that's a, those who are zealous for God's honor do it without the, the instruction of the Code of Jewish Law. They do it without the, the, the instruction of the Chachamim. And they just go and do what they're zealous for God's honor without any instruction, without any clear, clear um, guidance. The truth is that uh, it's not only... <laughs> it's not only um, that the sages don't tell the guy to do it. According to many of Roshayim, it's not even something he's supposed to do. There are some things you're supposed to do, but no one tells you to do them, right? According to some opinions, in the scenario of Pinchas was something he had, he had, it was optional. It was optional. You could do it if you want to. This is the situation where you, we don't tell you what to do. And not only do we not tell you what to do, it's not that you have to do it and we're not going to tell you, but you have to figure this out yourself. It's more like it's optional, optional completely. And that is why this is relevant to the Friedrich Rebbe. The Friedrich's effort to, to spread Torah and Yiddishkeit in Russia with such sacrifice, which brought him to his imprisonment, with, was with a such sacrifice that he wasn't obligated to have a korn ta'alacha. And it was more in the category of something he had the option of doing, he could do if he wanted to. We find that in halacha there are three things you're supposed to give your life for rather than transgression. And, but all the other ones, it, it, it doesn't say that you should give your life for the other mitzvahs. You can if you want to. In fact, it's not so simple that you're even allowed to, but there's definitely no obligation to give your life for other mitzvahs. But according to some opinions, you have the option if you want to. If someone's challenging you, uh, you have the option of giving your life rather than, than transgress any of the mitzvahs of Hashem. So that's why the Friedrich service of Hashem is very relevant to Pinchas. It's both serving in Hashem in a way where there's no guidance and just a person is zealous for Hashem's honor. And he's deciding on his own 
to take the option of sacrifice. But the question is, as I started, this is all in Pasha's Bullock. Pasha's Bullock is where Pinchas does this. Pinchas kills Zimri in Pasha's Bullock. Why is this relevant specifically to Pasha's Pinchas? The, um, in most years, the Gaul of Yubistam was the birthday of the Friedrich Rebbe on Pasha's Pinchas. So there must be something about Pasha's Pinchas specifically that has a relationship to one element of what he did that has a direct link to the previous Rebbe. What he did, he actually killed Zimri and Pasha's Balak. But there's something of what it says in this week's Pasha which highlights one element of what he did and that is associated, associated with the Friedrich Rebbe and that's why the Friedrich Rebbe's life is associated with Pasha's Pinchas. He, he, he is a, a man of Pinchas. So what exactly does it say in this week's Pasha that doesn't say in the Pasha before so the Gemara Yerushalmi says like this. Gemara Yerushalmi says that after Pinchas killed Zimri, what were the sages of Israel doing? They weren't giving him a medal. They weren't giving him a shakayach. They weren't patting him on his back. You know what they were doing? What do you think, think they were doing? Anybody know? They wanted to excommunicate him. They wanted to say, this guy, out of the, out of the tent, out of the clouds, we, we, you, you can't be around this anymore. They wanted the Pinchas to stay away from everybody. They wanted to put him, put him in Chedim. Why? Because he did a dastardly thing. He killed the Prince of Israel. This guy does not belong around us. That, that's what they wanted to do. Did you notice that the plague stopped? <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, maybe they didn't notice so quickly because, you know, he killed them. And then, I mean, how, if, if, if the coronavirus stopped right now, I mean, would you know it? How long would it take? So, um, or, or, even Los Angeles, where, it, it, where the numbers are going down... Uh, people don't don't really know about it, right? Uh, a lot of people. In, anyway, so um, so so um, they wanted to excommunicate him, and then all of a sudden, a voice came out from heaven or through Moshe Rabbeinu uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu tells says the name of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu has a ruach hakodesh, and Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu Pinchas is going to be a kain, and in the merit of what he did, he and his children will now be part of the Kohanic family. They're all part of Aaron's family. They have the same rights and the same merits as a coin. So had that not happened, he would have been excommunicated. So, which tells you how zealous he was for God's honor, how it was such a personal decision. There wasn't something that the sages were okay with. It was something they were against. It wasn't just like we were saying before, that they didn't have from, that they do this, it's optional. It's actually, it was There are two interpretations of these words. It's not with the will of the sages. One interpretation of not with the will of the sages is that you do this by yourself. The sages don't um, tell you what to do. Another interpretation is the sages are against it. The sages don't like it when people do these things. So, uh, but nevertheless, Pinchas did it anyways. And why did he do it anyways? He had Mesir's Nefesh in his body, Mesir's Nefesh in his Neshama. The word Mesir's Nefesh literally means giving up your soul. But ordinarily, Mesir's Nefesh doesn't mean giving up your soul. Mesir's Nefesh means giving up your body. You're giving up something of your, of your life to do what Hashem wants. But here, it was Mesir's Nefesh in the literal sense. He was giving up his Neshama. Because the sages are saying this guy is doing something wrong and they wanted to excommunicate him. But what happened? Why did Pinchas do it anyways? What was going on? It says the Torah, The Jewish people were living in Shittim. Shittim means a place of of foolishness, a place of idiocy. Everyone's acting like an idiot. So, as the Gemara says, a person does not do a sin unless the spirit of idiocy uh, envelops them. 
So that's why there was a plague. There was a plague because everyone was doing this foolish thing. So Pinchas is saying, what does it matter to me? If, I, if, if, if this is right, if this isn't right, if I'm going to lose my soul, lose my body, it doesn't matter. I have to, st- I have to stop this. Everyone's, everyone's going the wrong direction. I need to help everybody. So Pinchas didn't care about his own uh, physical safety and spiritual safety. He, he said, I have to save the Jewish people. The story of a believe it's Medichev. Um, Maisa was, incorrectly, there was a guy who um, who converted to Christianity. He was, he was older. There was a big, you know, big stain on the on the Jewish community, and everyone was so upset. This older man converts to Christianity. Believe it's says, "Look at this man." He held it in so long. <laughs> he was able to hold this in so long. He was able to stop himself such a long time. So, Pinchas, Pinchas has this, this, this incredible sacrifice, giving up body and soul. And the similar thing we find by the Baal Shem Tev and the students of Baal Shem Tev, by the Alt Rebbe. The Alt Rebbe wrote a book called the Tanya, we're all, all familiar with. It's called The Book of the Average Man. He wrote another book called The Book of the Tzaddikim. And he... He took the book and he bound it on both sides. That's a binding should be on this side and on this side, so that so that uh, no one could open it. He wrote on the cover of the book. Anyone who opens this book will be excommunicated in this world and the next world. And then the book eventually uh, was burnt and got burnt, and there was a fire. And after it burned, the Alter Rebbe asked his chassidim and his son especially, hey, "Did you read the book?" And like, of course not. So he said, "How? Where is your sacrifice for chassidus?" Where's your sacrifice? You should have, you should have had sacrifice for chassidus and, and, and figured out a way to, so you lose this world, the next world, but you learn some more chassidus. It's kind of like how um, Yaakov to steal the brachas. There's some things which are part of the regular order, and there's some things which come in a way that, of sacrifice. So, so um, uh, that, 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 that's where Pinchas is coming from. And, and there's famous stories about Wachshemtev, about how they gave the world to come away in order to help someone. There was a Jew, uh, who was this Jew? It was a, someone who, uh, Rav Karnaitz passed away. It wasn't Rav Zalman Shimon Dvarkin. Who was it? Rav, one of the Rav Karnaitz passes away on the day before Shavuos. And, um, and they needed a doctor to, uh, to, to, to sign off that he passed away. Uh, we need a doctor to come and to establish that so that they could begin a burial. And uh, they, they couldn't get a doctor to come. And the, the, the one doctor told the Rebbe's secretary that he'll come if, if the Rebbe gives him a Zilm Haba. The Rebbe gives him a Zilm Haba, the Rebbe, then he'll, he'll be willing to sign off and sign that death certificate. So, so the Rebbe, of course, right away agrees. He will be with me in with me Eden. And they asked the Rebbe afterwards, like, why was it so important to you that this guy get bar- gets buried on, on, on a Friday, on, on, on the Friday before Shavuos? So it was said, it says in Gemara, that being buried on a Friday is a significant event, significant for the soul. Why? Because the heavenly court um, uh, convenes to judge people on Friday, but they, 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 they disband, they, they end their court sessions early on Friday to prepare for Shabbos. Since they, they end early, so therefore, all the all the judgment that's done on Friday is done very lightly. They let, they let a lot of souls into Ganeid and they don't really belong there. They, 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 it's a lot of the court is is more of a, uh, um, easier on Friday. 
So the Rebbe said that it's Lekzich by Mir. The Rebbe said, I feel, the Rebbe said, that it's not just on Friday, but also on Yantiv, on the day before Yantiv, also being buried that day is also significant for the Neshama. So that's why I did it. Help this guy. <laughs> so, 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 so the logic, we follow the logic up to the point, and that's why I gave away my Ganid. <laughs> you know? We, we, we get up to, the, up, to, up to that point, it makes sense to us. We're not talking about a person getting buried, we're just talking about a person having an additional merit in, in, in the world to come. And but the Rebbe's, there's no, there's no sense of, 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 uh, of self. So that's why the, um, uh, the Friedrich Rebbe's way of life is associated with uh, Pinchas, where there's a sacrifice without any, uh, any kind of um, spiritual, physical justification. The Jewish people are in danger, Jewish people are in trouble, and that's, that, 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 that's why he's associated with, uh, with Pinchas. I got to ask this question. Go ahead. What's your motivation for the doctor who stole the uh, Pritikar Rebbe's Ganadin? Doctor who stole Pritikar's Ganadin? Did I misunderstand the story? Oh, oh, oh. What's his motivation? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I want to actually say, the way way I heard the story was, not that I was going to give away his Ganadin, they said that he'll be with me in my place. Oh, okay. So, uh, but, but you know, the, the, the doctor wanted to make sure he had a good place, you know. <laughs> that's the doctor was saying. But, uh, uh, okay, that's, that's, that's the Inya Pinchas, Mr. Nefesh. Mr. Hashem, tomorrow we'll, we'll figure out more about the name Yosef and the name Yitzchak and why, um, why Yosef is just alluded to in Pinchas and Yitzchak is the numerical equivalent of the word Pinchas and how this relates to the Friedrich Rebbe's sacrifice of not just as in an optional way where there's no obligation to Mr. Snapesh. Where's the Shem? I heard a similar story about Chafiz Chaim before the Purim. When the fuckers is 